coming up on today's show. New allergy-friendly menus are being tested at Walt Disney World. Disney goes after a popular electronic musician for copyright infringement. And Fort Wilderness's hoop de doo musical review celebrates 40 years. After that, the team is going to be talking about ours and yours, Disney Confessions, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 737 for the week of September 9th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio. Lost it for a second there. We are in Orlando, Florida, and I'm your host, Jenny Lynn Knopp, sitting in for Pete Warner this week. I'm joined at the table by my good friends, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. What did they do? Uh, Sean Thompson. Sean, like <laughs> that one. Um, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, and Julie Martin. And then back in the production today, we have associate producer, Craig Williams. Okay, so here we are, ready to open up with housekeeping. As you may have noticed, we are missing Pete, John, Kevin, and Dustin. They're all in Europe right now for the Diz Unplugged Viva Italia trip with Adventures by Disney. They're going to be rejoining us for our show on September 30th, and we'll be looking forward to their return. Also, I needed to let everyone know to be sure to download the Diz Unplugged app for your iPhone and Android. That's free. The app also has just been added to the Amazon Android App Store, so you can download that for your Kindle Fire devices. Links to that and everything that we talk about here on the show will be on our show notes page, and that's at www.disunplugged.com. Also, we've got some Diz Meets coming up to raise money for Give Kids the World. The next one's in New England. It's going to be October 3rd through the 5th in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And then we have Arizona. Uh, that's going to be October 24th to 26th. And Delaware is coming up uh, November 7th through the 9th. And we just finished the Indie Disney. Um, Kathy, did you want to give us a recap of that? Because we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. um, No, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> okay, Teresa. <laughs> All had a good time. They raised what was the final total? Seventy six hundred dollars. I believe yeah, it was, it was over seventy six hundred. Yeah, it was closer to. Um, to me, it was like a family reunion. I don't know what you all thought, but with the food and the hospitality and that's how it feels to me too, for sure. It it's kind of it's. Not, I don't want to say it's the friendliest. It's just the most relaxed, I guess. It is relaxed, you know. Yeah. Um, Dorito casserole. That's all I have. To that say. was my favorite. <laughs> and then the buffalo chicken uh, crock pot. Yeah, surprise. There was oh, I like, like the, the parade of bread. crock pots at the table. Through the years, Teresa and I were identifying yeah. the oldest. Yeah, <laughs> we had so much fun. Like you know, with the raffle tickets. You know, lining up our raffle tickets, making sure we were going to win something. And we, I think, we all won at least one thing. It was all high mm-hmm. stakes. Yeah, Everyone was yes. very excited about their raffle tickets. I got big. a uh, Whole Foods gift card. <laughs> Yeah. For twenty five dollars, he's gonna be able to buy one thing: a loaf of bread, one organic apple. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's awesome. They're always so hospitable, and um, all these meats have a lot of thought and planning that go into them. So yeah, we're and very appreciative to the. They people. did a good job of showing us the sites and 
keeping us entertained. We had some good dinners. Great, great hospitality. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, am I correct that there's some housekeeping to talk about with the New England meet coming up? Kathy? <laughs> Kathy? Back to Kathy. Why, yes. Um, Tara sent me some information about their event. I'm not going to read it all, but um, there's some deadlines coming up that if you want to sign up for any of these events, um, you can do so now. There's a remote buddy walk for uh, Ferris that benefits the Down syndrome, so we're going to be doing that. There's um, plans for a winery and brewery tour on Saturday. The cost for that one is 20 There's a historic tour of Plymouth on Saturday. The cost for that one is 25 In keeping with the theme, not New England, not so scary Dismeet, we are encouraging people to wear their favorite Halloween costume Friday night. <gasps> I'm totally doing that. I'm sad I'm going to miss it. Oh. I love dressing up for Halloween. Uh, I'm, I'm not ever very creative with this. And they've got T-shirts and they've got King Richard's Fair tickets on sale. Um, you need to take care of that by September 15th. Are you supposed to dress for that as well? So everyone should bring a Disney costume and a Renaissance Fair costume? They didn't say that. <laughs> I don't own either of those things, so <laughs> I hope not. The important um, link that everybody needs is you can sign up at www.newenglanddismeet.org. And she also goes on to explain that Friday night there's a welcome dinner. Saturday morning it's ice cream for breakfast. So that's going to be interesting. And Saturday morning, there's a historic tour of Plymouth, which I'm sort of looking forward to actually seeing Plymouth Rock and that whole area. It's another chance to, to learn a little history and see it up close and personal. And Saturday afternoon, you can go to King Richard's Fair. I don't know King Richard, but I guess he holds a nice fair. Um, he led the Crusaders. Is that who that is? Okay. Yeah. It's a Renaissance fair held in Carver, Massachusetts, which, which recreates a 16th century marketplace. So no one's going to wear deodorant or bathe, correct? Yes, yes. <laughs> that is that correct. Be I have been to a Renaissance fair before, and <laughs> so that is what happens. So we the same costume for both night, both times, right? So yeah. if you right. dress as Rob, something from Robin right. Hood, it goes Tavern for both. Tavern for both of them. Yes, yep. you could do that. Awesome. Okay. And there's also a brewery tour on Saturday Winery, too, um, Saturday night, there's candle pin bowling. Sunday is the brunch and the podcast recording. Uh, the full weekend package is $75 for adults. Kids are $50. Children, zero to four, are free. So if is you there the- sleep in there somewhere? No. No, they didn't not. schedule in any sleep. <laughs> there's no time for that. But if you have any questions... You can just contact them and they'd be happy to answer them. So that's well, the I just New England love, update. I love how you started off by saying you weren't going to read all of it. And then I didn't. You basically <laughs> four hours later. I didn't. There's two whole long pages. And what I was didn't. the brewery we're touring? Does it say? I think you're going to have to call um, for more information. I will call Tara. Dirt, <laughs> Dirty Water Distillery and Plymouth Valley, Valley Winery. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Huh. Awesome. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That is going to be an like action-packed weekend. Lots of fun. So hopefully everyone will sign up for that. And we also want to encourage all of you more closer to the West Coast to sign up for the Dismeet. That's going to be in Arizona. That's October 24th to 26th. I have a little update also. I need to remind people. The Delaware Meet, which is November 7th through the 9th, the um, promo code to get the discount at the hotel expires on 10-4. So sign up. Where does everyone go to sign up for these things? 
Just honey, there's a thing called disboards. Oh, really? And there's a little link to all of it at the top. (laughs) I'm saying for our listeners, just so that no, they can go there too. Okay. Oh, it's not just for us. No, it's not. (laughs) Only we knew about the disboards. What? What, You don't have a big piece of paper with all the information. I have a pink post-it note with everything I need right there, Kathy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Moving away from snarky Teresa. I'm sorry. We also have our Disneyland show that's uh, airing on Thursday. We want to remind you to tune in for that. Uh, you can subscribe to them on iTunes or check them out by going to thedisunplug.com. In this week's Disneyland show, Michael Bowling focuses on Disneyland's first year of operation as he leads up to the next year's 60th anniversary. And then Wayne finishes up his look at Six Flags Magic Mountain. So, And we want to also say this. Our segment following the news show, we're going to be talking about Disney confessions, and we're going to be incorporating everyone in the chat room um, for that show. So we want you to go ahead and start thinking about what are the odd, maybe peculiar things that you do as a Disney fan. Uh, And I hope that you'll be willing to share them in the chat room with us. And then we will uh, talk about those in the next segment. I will be the voice of the people and tell tell your confessions. Yes. Yes. Shaun is representing the people. Wow. (laughs) Do you feel the power? I do. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do voices for every person. (laughs) I'm not, I will not do that. <laughs> well, did anybody have anything else for housekeeping? No. No. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our poll resu- results from last week. Was somebody going to... Sean, did you want to talk about that? Oh, sure. Okay, great. Let me pull it up. So we have a poll running for the for the next three weeks while um, Pete and Dustin, John, and Kevin are away. Um, and basically, you go onto our Facebook page, and we'll send out a link again. But you vote for your favorite resorts, and there's different categories. There's uh, value, moderate, deluxe, and then there's like the home away from home resor- resort category. So we chose a winner, and they will win the uh, the gift card. So we have to give that to uh, to Teresa, and she'll send it out. But this week's winner is Sarah Eberhard O'Connor. So congratulations, thank you for voting. Woo-hoo. And then just to I don't know, just to read them, I'm going to read her choices. So for value, she chose Art of Animation. Which is a popular choice. choice. Port Orleans French Quarter for her moderate. Grand Floridian is her favorite deluxe. And then the Villas at Grand Grand Floridian is her favorite uh, DVC home away. And uh, and like you said before, the poll is going to be running for the next two weeks. For the next two weeks. So there's lots of times to vote. It's the the, the most successful uh, poll that we've ever run. I think we've got like 3,000 people that are responding to this. So it's definitely definitely interesting people. So. Hmm. All right. So make sure that you put in your vote and hopefully we'll pick your name and you can get next week's $50 gift card. So, um, all right, we have some news stories this week. Some of them are fairly interesting. The first one has to do with allergy-friendly menus being tested at Walt Disney World, and I'm going to throw it back over to Sean. All right. Yes, so uh, like you said, allergy-friendly menus are being tested at Walt Disney World. Uh, Several menus that are geared towards allergy-friendly dishes will be tested at Walt Disney World from September 9th, which is today, through October 20th. Um, in restaurants where these menus are offered, guests w- with dietary restrictions will be able to order straight from the menu without even speaking to a chef. Uh, the option of speaking to a chef is still available, of course, um, but this might make it easier, uh, an easier process for uh, these guests. So the test is going to take place at the World Premier Food Court, which is at All Star Movies, Kona Cafe, and Captain Cook's at the Polynesian, Flying Fish at the Boardwalk, and the Brown Derby, the ABC Commissary, and the Sci-Fi Dining Theater at Disney's Hollywood Studios. 
I'm so. actually really looking forward to see how this goes because, um, as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, we've had to do we've had to deal with the special dietary restrictions for a, a period of our of our lives, and um, it's it's not complicated. I mean, they definitely do everything that they can to meet your needs, but um, it, it is a process. You're supposed to contact the people ahead of time, let them know that you're coming, and then the chef comes out to talk with you, and then you have to have this conversation about what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and it's, it's, it's kind of an ordeal. And sometimes, I mean, the special attention is great. It's wonderful. But sometimes you just want to be like everybody else and just sit down and look at a menu and pick something and run with it. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to see how this goes. I like it that they still give you the option to speak to a chef because some people's uh, food allergies and sensitivities are so serious that um, they need to just kind of like double check everything with the person who's actually uh, fixing their food. But I like this idea of more efficiency and mainstreaming that. So, um, yeah. I think it's a, a good idea, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are worried that something's going to slip through the cracks sure if they go with this and and i think it's a great idea because you know like you said that sometimes you just want to be like everybody else and just Mm -hmm. go get what you need but what happens if that one time you do that and something was missed that's probably why they still have the option to talk to the chef my guess is that um for people like vegetarians or vegans or gluten-free or you know there's some there's some special dietary um situations that are a bit more common and you can come up with a menu beforehand but for people with like a peanut allergy or something like that where it can be very serious if there's a food infraction those are probably the people that are still going to want to speak to a chef but you know a, a, a vegan doesn't need to speak oh, to a, a chef. vegan wouldn't but like they, gluten-free there's so many things that go into that that even though they might have a menu mm-hmm. i'm sure most people would want to still talk to somebody just to, because that's like at the art of animation if you've ever eaten lunch or not art of animation be our guest mm-hmm. you can when you go to check in on the kiosk you can select that you have allergies and then it will present to you the choices mm-hmm. based on that but anybody that i've ever been with that had that chance has opted to still t- talk to the chefs so right right I, I, i'm not sure what disney's why they're doing this seems to me like they're like as good as they were with all of this it's like now they're trying to step back a little bit and that sort of bothers me it doesn't bother me at all I think it's a great idea because like I said for a lot of cases I don't I speaking to a chef isn't necessary so for example if I'm going in there you know and I am vegan I don't need it's not necessary for me to a chef will already know that vegan means no animal products whatsoever and if they already have a a menu um they're actually might be giving vegans more options than they usually have because they're they're preparing these things ahead of time but but like you're saying for somebody who has a more serious condition yeah they're going to be the ones that want to still speak to this chef and it's good that they're still having that option but i think this is going to maybe help mainstream it a little bit which i think there's a a really good option for a lot of the repeat guests so if you Mm -hmm. go to a restaurant a lot and you talk to the chef every time and you know that there are certain dishes that you like this will kind of streamline that like you said and kind of help it out um if you go back to the same restaurant you know what you want instead of having that middle step you've done it so many times just order off the menu and make it easy Yeah. yeah i know they said they're going to be doing a lot of outreach to guests and to the cast members so hopefully from that like what their original thing is maybe they'll refine it and make it better 
Yeah, I hope so. And I hope that in doing this also, it's going to give more options to the people that have the dietary restrictions because mm-hmm. it really is limited at this point. They're getting better about it, but it is still rather limited. But okay. All right. So our next news story, Dead Mouse, spelled with a five. Or Dead Ma 5, as Drew huh. and I say. <laughs> Dead Mouse responds to Disney trademark suit, says company stole his music. Uh, Dead Mouse is going on offense in response to Disney's trademark infringement suit. Last week, Disney moved to block a trademark request filed by the artist, whose real name is Joel Zimmerman, on grounds that the Dead Mouse logo is too similar to the company's own Mickey Mouse logo. Now Zimmerman and his lawyers have filed a cease and desist letter against Disney, claiming that it used his 2009 hit, Ghosts and Stuff, without the artist's permission. On Twitter, Zimmerman linked to a short video remix of, on Disney's site that shows Mickey Mouse running around a haunted castle to the tune of Dead Mouse's track. Uh, Zimmerman has successfully obtained trademark rights in over 30 countries over the years, but Disney is concerned that the trademark, which would cover a wide range of merchandise, is too similar to its iconic mouse ears logo. Zimmerman took to Twitter to defend the trademark application and posted the text of the cease and desist letter in full. I, have nev- I never gave Disney a license to use my track, the artist explained on Twitter earlier this week. So we emailed you a cease and desist. Um, in a statement released to, the Rolling-, to Rolling Stone magazine, a representative said that Disney vigorously protects its trademark rights, and we oppose Mr. Zimmerman's attempt to register a logo that is nearly identical to our trademarks for his, for his commercial exploitation. So, he's not going to yeah, be around much opinions. longer anyway. He's totally a fad. I mean, just wait it out, Disney. <laughs> well, so I'm not too familiar with his music. It's very, it's kind of electronic it's yeah. music. Dubstep. Dubstep. So I don't listen to it. He's been around for like 10 years. <laughs> no one's ever heard of him. Well, I, think I mean, I, I, a I certain group of people He's very big, have. actually. Yeah. I, he's very yeah, Like big. house music kind of stuff. Oh. My only thing in this would be is Disney always wins. You know, so is this guy really going to go, well, you use my music and Disney's going to go, but you used our logo, you know, have lunch, sit down, settle it. I was going to say, I have a hard time believing that Disney used his music without his permission, without legal uh, consent, consent permission. So usually there's licensing fees that they they pay to use it. I think they have since responded uh, to the cease and desist letter saying that we absolutely have the permission to use your song. Yeah. Um, So sorry. Go ahead. No, please. No, I was just going to say they don't really even have a fight against him for the uh, the logo just because he can say he's doing it under parody law because he kind of the whole giant goofy head that that's kind of a parody yeah in general so it well, is it is very close to the Mickey head icon it is very close. but I don't know that Only I don't the, know that the I agree ears with are similar to me they're round they're, just like Mickey's right. but his head is like a globe isn't yeah, it? yeah and is, the ears are placed and... awkwardly so I just um, I don't know that it's I don't know that I would agree that it's close enough for and Disney to go after and both of them are actually based on a real animal. So that's a where this is true. a real Who mouse looks like that. A real mouse. <laughs> yeah, where is the first mouse to say, "Stop using right? my image"? Really? <laughs> really? Did Disney get his his permission? You know, I don't know. Just, just get along, people. Right? It's Can't all we just good, all right? right? Can't we just all get along? Well, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I, I think the biggest part of this is uh, he's kind of, I don't know, not being petty, but he's just being kind of. Uh, obnoxious abrasive and obnoxious <laughs> with Disney so that's why it's so interesting to me there's this back and forth it's very public you know he he posted his full cease and desist letter the day of it was written so it's just I don't know yeah some of that stuff should just be taken kind of behind the scenes but we'll see how it goes 
I guess he's just running with the any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You might but. benefit from it. All right. So our last news story is uh, about the Hoop to Do musical review, um, which is at Walt Disney World's Fort Wilderness Resort, is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. So let me open that up. Um, the Hoop to Do musical review, which is at uh, Fort Wilderness, has been running for 40 years. It opened in 1974. On September 5th, so actually this past Friday, was its 40th anniversary. So Corey and I actually got to go to a media preview. Not a preview, just a media event celebrating the anniversary. We got to go to a special showing. And it was really nice because we got to sit down with the uh, show director, who has kind of shaped it over the, the years and kind of added things, although it's remained really similar to the original show. But his name was Tom Vazana, uh, and he, was, he gave us some uh, cool information about the show. Um, so I thought I'd just run through some of those like little facts and stuff. Um, Pat Terry, who is the banjo player for Hoopty Doo, has been there since day one of the show. Opening. Wow. Yeah. He's actually the only original performer. There's also some um, waitresses that have been there since day one. So they've been dancing. How, how That's amazing. People, do you think? Like some of the original. Like 115, I think. <laughs> no, I mean, they're... But I mean, if they were 20 when they started, just, I'm just thinking, like, they'd be in their six, at least 60 now. Yeah, well, a older. lot of, yeah. Yeah. from what I understand, a lot of the servers at Disney are what you call career servers. Like, yeah. They, because you is, make money. They, they do. <laughs> they make enough money that that is their long-term career. Yeah. So there's some day one cast members. Um we learned some cool stuff about how the show was scripted. Um, and most of it is fairly scripted, but there are moments where they can improvise uh, some of the some of the jokes and stuff. So if they think of something funny on the spot. My favorite part of who, well, one of my favorite parts is when they uh, go around and ask guests where they're from. And so you'll tell them the state and then they'll make rhymes with the state. Um, they have like two or three memorized for each state, which I think is amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty impressive. However, so. they only ever use Pennsylvania, Texas, uh, I think they tell Florida. I think they ask you where your state you're from, and then they tell you, "I'm sorry, I don't know a rhyme for that. I'm going to say you're from Pennsylvania, <laughs> and we're here to entertain you." <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. Um, the menu has remained completely the same, except for the dessert, which in 1979 switched from apple pie to strawberry shortcake, and that's when they brought in the song "Strawberry Shortcake." So. Okay. I think that's I it. have actually never been to this dinner. Has no one ever been really? to this dinner? Really? Oh, I have. I've never yeah. been. Oh, okay. No. I know Kathy hasn't. It's one of I the was few. waiting. You know, I wanted to see if they, like gonna, dead eyes. if they were going to hang around. Dead and now that they've been there for 40 years, I guess I can go. <laughs> yeah, you should go. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I, mean, I enjoyed bored. it. Well, the best part of it uh, that wasn't mentioned is that there is unlimited Bud Light, Yingling, and Sangria. Sangria, and, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, the, all the food's unlimited. It's like, Julie well, just honestly, lit up yeah. like a Christmas tree. Okay. <laughs> well, so as Sean is, knows, I like that, that sangria. <laughs> it was the bucket. Uh, <laughs> a bucket gesture. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so what, what kind of food do they give you? All it's, right, you get uh, pork ribs, <clears throat> fried chicken, and it's all endless. So they'll bring fried us chicken. many buckets of fried chicken. And ribs chickens have died. They start cooking the ribs okay. at 11 a.m. Oh, day. wow. So it's all you care to eat. Mm, no, more than that. Oh, okay. All, all you can eat until you feel sick about yourself. <laughs> okay. And then just another cool little fact is that they uh, they do a special thing at Christmas, and I've never been. I think Craig has been at Christmas time. Uh-huh. Um, but they decorate the inside of Pioneer Hall, and then in the center of the show, they do a special Christmas performance song. Yeah, so for those who haven't been, uh, 
it starts off with a little show and then all of a sudden they do a song about how the food's coming out. So then you get your food and then just the piano player and the banjo player will uh, come out and they'll play for about 20 to 30 minutes while you eat. I'm probably over exaggerating that. It's probably less than that. But and normally they just play old folk songs and then sometimes the, the performers will come out and in the middle of it and they'll sing a number or two and embarrass some people in the audience. But at Christmas, they play Christmas numbers, uh, on the banjo and, uh, the, the piano. And then they, they sing a, a carol or two and it's just really jolly. It's one of my favorite places. Really at Christmas time. I like jolly. it. That Craig just piano. used the word jolly. I thought that was kind of, and it wasn't funny. ironic. <laughs> was it? Oh, it was very ironic. Was it? Yeah. So was there like a better place to sit or do they re or do they, you know, Personally, interact with everybody, no matter where you they, sit. They they make their they go out of their way to interact with everybody. But personally, I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. Mm-hmm. And okay. the, some of the third tier seating is upstairs on the balcony. Um, and there's kind of these interesting seats where it's it, you're actually facing the wall, um, the, the 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 walls of the building, but your seats swivel around so you can hang over the balcony and watch the show, oh, which okay. I actually really yeah. like. It's comfortable because you can swing around, eat your food, and talk to people but then when you need to be looking down at the stage you can just swivel your chair around okay yeah is it quieter up there yeah because a lot of times the main floor gets really incredibly loud when they're starting to bang in the buckets and, and there's no chance you're going to get pulled on stage if you're up in the right. well they do come yeah. up there oh they do yeah so i wouldn't say there's no chance there are no but safe <gasps> yeah but i think it's a situation if you're nervous you just tell them and then they won't take you oh yeah right just, so give, them the on you. just no. give them the look as they're putting a little scarf on your head <laughs> is this the look yeah, don't <laughs> choose me. Use your angry eyes. <laughs> I packed them. I packed them. <laughs> uh, then there's this funny moment where you have to like swing your napkin around after you eat your food. But every oh, every no. time this happens, I dread it because I know that there's like chicken crumbs and <laughs> See where this rib, is going. rib sauce everywhere. It's so gross. <laughs> so would you say it's better to go during Christmas time? I've never been. Than the regular show. I've never been. No, but I, I would. The regular show's great year round. Um, I just, for Christmas time, whenever there's not a lot going on uh, in terms of entertainment besides the party or what's happening in the parks, it's one of those cool little things that if you go to Fort Wilderness, first you drive all the way back there, uh, either on a bus or you find a way to get back there. And uh, Fort Wilderness goes all out for Christmas <laughs> and people decorate their trailers and their RVs. And it's absolutely one of the coolest things to see on Disney property. It's like a free light show. It is. And then uh, once you get back to Hoopty Doo, then you have that little extra bit of, hey, this is like a, a dinner time Christmas show mixed with the regular show year round. So it's, it's just a nice little treat. I didn't realize that they did a Christmas version. And then I went for New Year's and they were still running it. And it was probably my favorite time I've ever been. So I'm, I'm going to go out of my way to try to do it this Christmas because yeah. I'd, I'd really like to see that. I have a question. I don't know if anyone can answer. I will try. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> I'm nervous. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Are you ready now? Yeah. Okay. Um, does it cost more depending on where your seats are? Yeah, so it's tiered seating. Okay. Um, it costs less to sit up in the balcony. It's where you're overlooking, and you're like the, the poor people of Hoopty Doo. Those are the seats I like. But it also depends on the time of year and stuff. I, th- I think it ranges between like 53 bucks to, I think it goes up to like 69, 70 bucks yeah. or something like that. So basically, yeah. if you sit on the floor, that's the most expensive seats. And yeah. then you, if you sit in the back of the balcony where you can look straight out at it, that's the tier two. So that's a little... Uh, 
little little less expensive and then the cheapest ones are the ones in the balcony but you're basically overlooking the stage so sometimes you have a limited view all the way in the back of it but you still get the gist of the show and and you know, you also have a place to dump out your buckets whenever you like come up with uh, come again? too many chicken bones. What? Over the people. Yeah. Like. Stop. Are you serious? Medieval time style. Get out. Where Does else look would you put the chicken bones? Uh, servers don't come and take the chicken bones away from the table. No. You dump them on people. Yeah. Craig, stop. <laughs> I'm not in the mood for this. Just stop. Wow. <laughs> Spoken like a mother. Angry Teresa's here. Got my angry eye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so to finish the news story, I'd like to just say that the Disney Parks blog has put together a video of the original cast of Hoopty Doo uh, reuniting recently this year. And they kind of did like a, a performance on the stage. They got to meet the current cast, got to see the show and how it's updated. Um, so there's a video. We have an article. I'll link to it in the show notes where you can watch the video of, of the original people coming back. Oh, okay. That yes. sounds great. And we'll make Teresa watch it and then hopefully she'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> She's certainly in a state today, huh? I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Well, we have our caption this uh, photo from last week. We put up this photo of myself at the. No, we didn't. Did oh, we? We did. We did. We're... I just I forgot to put it in right. Oh, before great! We went. I spent yeah. so much time making it. We do not have the photo. So just describe it. Let's describe it. it. Okay, yeah. we're going to describe the photo. <laughs> it would be a picture of me wearing a Jane Jetson outfit. <laughs> Why are we laughing? I don't know. I just can't stop. I can't stop thinking about the comments that came on this photo. Yeah, we'll get to that part. <laughs> okay. So I'm wearing a Jane Jetson costume. This is at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. And I went to the Buzz Lightyear meet and greet. So I uh, I am with Buzz. He is holding my hand and kissing it. And I am holding my George Jetson plush toy out to the side. So uh, we had... A few, well, quite a few comments left in the Facebook this week. But the three that we picked out, the first one was from John Zimmerman. And his comment was, rut roll, you know, for Astro the dog. Okay. All right. Um, And then. (laughs) Hold for applause. Hold for applause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we need, we need to have like canned audience applause or something. Oh, that will make this great. (laughs) And then Jeff Hunt added, you know, Jane, if you push the right button, my wings pop up. Oh, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and Jeff. then uh, Tom Stowe sent in his comment, which was it was going well until he offered to introduce her to Woody. Oh, my. <laughs> that doesn't the, surprise me with Tom. But oh, my. It's the dirtiest thing we've ever said on the show. So really? Extremely clever. clever. <laughs> so clever. and then uh, so he thinks. <laughs> Okay, we'll move on. All right, um, then for this, we have a photo for this week, but is it a what in the world or a caption this? It's a caption. Caption this. Yeah. We have a photo. (laughs) Or it could be a what in the world is happening. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) A little bit of both. Um, It's a picture of, do we have it, Craig? I I didn't get a chance to put it in before we started, yeah. Well, we'll put it on Facebook. We'll put it on Facebook this afternoon. It's a picture of Julie from this weekend. At the, uh, at the, the Indianapolis meet. Disney, yeah. And there was a photo booth and there were cutouts um, with, uh, you know, like the masquerade kind of things that you mm-hmm. hold up over your face and the signs that you have. So it's a photo of Julie doing that. With, do you want to describe it more or should we just wait till have it a surprise? Let it be a surprise. Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we'll put it on Facebook. All right. So on to rapid fire. We are going to... What is this look on your Nothing. Face? I'm just sitting here. I'm just <laughs> sitting here. My goodness. 
All right, Just we're going to open it up with, you wanted me to start off with you. Correct? Yeah, let's go this way around the table. Okay, so, so Sean. All right, so Disney on Ice presents Frozen, has debuted in Orlando, and it's doing a whole nationwide tour. So you can go see your favorite Frozen characters, Anna and Elsa, Olaf, Marshmallow. I th- I Every character Everyone. is it, except for the um is the ice cutters in the beginning of the movie. You know, that would be awkward. I think it would be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that would um, be so fun. <laughs> uh, I, Corey took the kids over the weekend. I wanted to ask about it with yeah. Anna. Um, I know that they loved it. Even Corey told me that it was done very well. Every scene from the movie, with the exception of the ice cutters, is in it. It's basically the whole movie. On ice, oh, and nice. doesn't this one make the most sense? Is to be right, on ice. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a bit on the nose. <laughs> he said the costumes were amazing, um, the choreography. So uh, they had a wonderful time. He said the kids never looked away from the ice. So cool. I wonder if they'll repeat it next year, since it is How so. Spot- it? I have a feeling they'll be running this for um, seven. I years. believe Sunday was the last day. Oh. Yeah, it's moved on. I think to Rhode Island is the next one at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I didn't know that was a thing, but I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so there's a whole bunch of cities across the country, so you'll be able to go see it. That's cool. Yeah. All right, Kathy, you're up next. Okay, I have a really long one, and I'm going to condense this down. Um, but Apple's coming out today with um, supposedly some new announcements, and one of the items that may be coming is a smartwatch. And the thing that how that relates to Disney is the fact that. Um, they may be using the same type of technology as the magic bands so that you can use a tap and pay type of thing, which when I read this, I'm there like, okay, when um, magic bands came out, Disney and Apple have a relationship to begin with. So did they both sort of share in this? You know, I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Craig, what do you think? Do you think Apple and... Disney got together on this? Well, I mean, corporations always like to partner with each other for stuff, so it's very, very likely that that could be the case, but it's just technology in general. I, I mean, was going to say, does Disney have a lock on RFID technology? No, I mean, okay. I, I just speaking from example, I know that Universal has been using it on their rides to for safety measures to help start the rides or... Uh, to just just in that kind of general sense, and that was way before Magic Band started. I mean, yeah, long it's, before. It's so. definitely been a trend recently with the whole wearable technology thing. So yeah. I think it's just just the way things are moving. I'm I'm not saying that there's not some kind of correlation, and they've been working together. I actually just went on Apple to check to see because the the keynote's happening right now. Okay. It started at one. Have they announced anything? Apple.com is down. So yeah, well, of, course, I, of course. I have no idea. I think they started with the iPhone stuff. So I don't know if there's any kind of wearable or iWatch out yet, but. I don't know. I still, you know, I'm still not a real big fan of the Magic Band. So I'm not so sure that if they came out with a watch, that I'd be, you know, tapping my watch. What is your issue with the Magic Band? First of all, I don't like the way it feels. Okay. Second of all, it's just as easy for me to pull the ticket out of my pocket as it is. You don't even wear a watch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I get why it's there. I don't, and I get that the whole thing is to make it much easier to separate you from your money if you can just, you know, it it sort of makes it more ways than one. Right. It's sort of like, oh, well, all I have to do is tap it. And you, it's sort of like when debit cards first came out and 
everybody you know forgot the fact that you could go to the machine and take the money out, but it came out of your account. That's sort of what magic bands remind me of, and the same thing with the smartwatch. I don't know that in my life that would be a big deal. Maybe it is for some people. Is that going to be a big technology? I don't know. What I mean, do we know anything else as to as to um, what purpose this smartwatch is going to serve, other than to buy things? Um, no. Uh, the the quote that they used um, is if. A customer can simply swipe their watch-wearing arm to make a payment, then the commerce friction is less and the potential for a sale is greater. Easy payment equals easy sale. To businesses, that's truly a magical formula that they can give thanks to Walt Disney World for providing as an example to Apple. So basically, they're going to be selling something that's a credit card around your wrist. Are we talking about Apple's watch right now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's other things that okay. I, it's going to have a display screen. It's going to have uh, what the rumor. This is all rumor. They haven't even announced anything yet. But the rumoring that it's going to have a uh, <laughs> just distracted me. Was uh, <laughs> they're going to bring a health health tracker into it? It's going to be kind of like a Fitbit or a Nike Fuel Band kind of oh, thing. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I mean, they're not. But it's going to also have the technology to be okay. used as some kind of wallet on your wrist. But wow. But none of this is confirmed yet. I'm sure. And in, in when. This is an audio. Everyone will be talking about it, but not to go completely off the the track. But I was listening on the way in that somebody has designed an insole for your shoe. Talking about that, that if you have cold feet, this insole will warm up your feet. That is my worst nightmare. And, <laughs> no, that's my and, But dream. it will also track how far you walk and everything. And that I would find more useful because it would be in my shoe and I don't have to do anything. Rather than something but I have to But would you tell. be able to buy something and lift your foot all the way up? To the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get smart. Pull out my phone and shoe. I don't know. I mean, I always thought <laughs> cash or credit cards worked. I don't get why you have to have it's all It's the future, this. Kathy. Oh, I'm big about the future, but I don't know. To me, it just seems like more ways you can get hacked. When did people get so lazy that now they need to wear something on their wrist to automatically do something. It's kind of like the Wally transgression. Now you can't take the couple extra seconds to pull your card out and then do something. I'm just waiting for the drinkable cheeseburger in the. (laughs) 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 That's already a thing. (laughs) Sonic. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I'm a fan of that convenience. I maybe it's just because my purse is disorganized, but I don't like having to sort through all of that stuff to try to find. I love it that it's just right there on my wrist. Yeah, but it it comes with the struggle of is it convenience or is it laziness to take those both effort? I mean, they kind of go together. I mean, I'm sure that's the argument people had about washing machines back in the day. I mean, you could say that about any new technology. And that that is why I still wash your clothes in the river. My clothes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) take it down with a mall. Sure. Yeah. Christmas will get you a new washboard, Craig. Thank yes. you. So you get down to the crick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Teresa. This is just so bizarre. <laughs> All right. Harmony Barbershop in the Magic Kingdom is closing February 2nd to March 30th of next year for a little makeover rehab. So your Valentine haircut won't happen in the Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> it's my tradition. I know. It's my Valentine's Day haircut. Valentine's Day haircut. Yeah. So, pity. Oh, well, I we have know, to go to Supercuts. Have they said anything about what's going on with the rehab, or it's just They're going to sweep up. up the hair. and. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a long time since I've swept. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's just a, probably a standard. Just, just, standard yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. sprucing it up a little bit. Maybe they'll install a Floby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But this is nice, too, because now you know enough in advance where sometimes Disney sneaks a, a rehab in at the last minute. At least with this, you can sort of plan in advance. Plan your haircuts. Everyone plan your haircuts in advance. That's what they do. They come in and they get their, you know, I know actually know people that do this we well, just did the first haircut they need yeah. to be on the confession show i don't know that's the thing like the people who bring their kids specifically to the barber shop for their first haircut you know they even though their hair starts to grow they might wait a little while longer because they know they're gonna have that trip mm-hmm. yeah. and now it's been completely ruined and disney's so evil for doing that yeah. and get out the, so, the pitchforks and the come early stay yeah. late children are traumatized yeah. across the nation yeah. and we do have Sad. a list of all the rehabs at disney world so before you take your trip just take a look at that so that you're you, you can, plan your anger accordingly yes, yes. So you're not exactly. taken by surprise nice plug for the site guys okay julie all right um i have two since Corey could not be here today um a new teen comedy is coming to the disney channel so they've ordered the pilot for a new comedy called Fairest of the Mall. Oh, God. <laughs> of the Mall? Of the Mall. Okay, so it's a teenage girl who gets an enviable job in a mall clothing store and loses it once she's set up by the resident Queen Bee. So she has to take a job at like a tech store full of nerdy teen boys. <clears throat> and like I guess the, hilarity ensues. Like I don't mean know. Girls the, in the mall. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I don't know, Craig and Sean, if you guys are familiar, but Jeff, am I going to say this right? Eleanor and Scott Thomas are going to write and produce the show. I don't know them. Oh, okay. wow. That'll make it. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> keep then, up on the, the writing credits of Disney Channel shows. Well, you know, I know you know about like Phineas and Ferb and those guys, like who write that show, right? No, I didn't know them. Maybe it's him. Craig, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I read about it. I'm really stupid, so thanks. I'm sure Scott Thomas. Unless they write what? I don't know. (laughs) See, Julie's trying to give you guys credit for things, and you should just go, mm hmm. Well, my next one is really exciting. Brett Michaels is returning to Velvet Sessions, guys. Oh, my gosh. Exciting for party of one. (laughs) Well, um, VIP tickets for this event have already sold out, and he's not coming until Thursday, September 25th. Um, This will take place at the Hard Rock Hotel and the. the Velvet Lounge. It starts at 6.30. Um, you can visit velvetsessions.com for tickets. They are $50 per person. Um, and he's the featured band. Well, he's not really a band. He's just himself. Yeah. Because it's not Poison. It's just Brett Michaels. Mm. And this is usually a really huge event. So if you do plan to go, I would go early. So you can, if you're a huge fan, you can get up front to be right there to see do his bandana ever, like, up close. come out? Like before they perform or after they perform, or do they just and like hang with the crowd? Yeah, no. But I know some bands afterwards will have like a table set up and they'll sign their you know their photos of themselves. Which color bandana is he going to be wearing? Um, I'm really hoping for navy blue. It's my color of the moment. So it's the fall though, so it might be a rust color. (laughs) Maybe like forest green or brown. Who knows? (laughs) Trying to participate, Sean. So anyway, yeah, Brett Michaels, people. If you're a fan, go out and see him. This fall wardrobe bandana. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, and then this just in breaking news or breaking rumor. Well, do you, what, okay. Yeah. Do you want to finish with rapid fires? No. Okay. We don't like him. I, no, I'm joking. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, let's go with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so earlier this week or sometime, I forget when, it's been a long week for me, but uh, they announced that Tony Baxter is going to be coming to uh, Destination D, the uh, the D23 event that's going to be happening in Disney World this year. That's cool. From November 22nd to all the way to the long, long date far away, November 23rd. Um, and he's going to be doing a 
special panel called Rediscovering Discovery Bay, uh, an in-depth tour of an expansion for Disneyland that never actually happened. Uh, so that that should be really cool. Uh, one of the things that I saw at the D23 Expo this past, well, wow, wow, that was two years ago now, I think, um, time. Uh, but he did a, a look back of Disneyland in general and then even did a portion of like rediscovering uh, the your figment ride i don't know why it's slipping my mind right now but everything he always does with that's pretty pretty neato um and then also they announced that they're going to do a behind the scenes look at the upcoming picture uh the motion picture that is tomorrowland uh so that's kind of cool other events have been uh popping up that they're announcing what's actually going to be happening during that weekend but I know we'll be there covering it. I'm really excited for this. I think these two things. I was excited before they announced these. Um, But now that Tony Baxter is going to be there and Tomorrowland. I wonder if Brad Bird's going to be here. Um, I don't think they said Brad Bird's going to be there. I think like an art director for it's going to be there. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be fun. They also announced some merchandise that's coming to the the, uh, Destination D. It's kind of retro stuff. A lot of Pleasure Island. um, Some Adventures Club. I think they did a shirt for Adventures Club, so yeah, it's going to be a nice time. Yeah, a lot of the focus for this event is going to be based on uh, throwbacks. So yeah, attraction oh, rewind okay. is, the, is the name. Pleasure of it. Island in uh-huh. general, so yeah, going to be a fun event. Yay! Absolutely. Yay! Yeah. All right, back to the breaking. Rumor. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's uh, we we've gotten a, a tip, a rumor that we can't put any. Uh, no, we're not any confirmation. Any? This is just yep. no. This is just this is just a rumor. But it's, um, people, the, what they're saying is that um, the next DVC to be built after the Polynesian is finished, so after the bungalows are done and the the Polynesian is back to the Poly- Polynesian village, um, they're going to start working on the Wilderness Lodge uh, oh. DVC. Um, and there's already there's already villas over there at Wilderness yeah. Lodge. However, the rumor is that they're going to be adding uh, campsite bungalows over there. So kind of like the bungalows that are on the water at the Poly, but maybe these would be more kind of lodge, <coughs> lodge, uh, lodge designed, more kind of campsite, maybe fire pits outside or something. Um, there could be even uh, zip line activities. That would be cool. Ooh. That would be pretty exciting for Disney World to have a zip line installed. I think that would be really popular. So yeah, this is just a rumor that we heard. So we I think it would be pretty excited. Know. Oh yeah. Exciting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a DVC member, so totally Riveted. Is exciting <laughs> to me. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we want to remind you again about next week's poll. We want you to vote for your favorite resort at Walt Disney World. Be sure to share why you voted the way that you did on the Diz Unplugged Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. We're going to have those results when the poll is finished. And as always, we're going to select one person at random who answers our poll. And they're going to win a $50 gift card just for participating. So, And we're going to read your answers on air. So yeah make sure they're good ones yeah absolutely can you vote more than once i don't know that answer i don't think so because you use your facebook account oh okay Hmm. sorry no take backs (laughs) all right did anyone else have anything to add no no none we're done okay so that's going to do it for our show this week and we hope that you enjoyed it we're going to see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged thanks for joining us everyone and remember for your own personal safety please avoid all natural bodies of water and keep your hands inside the boat 